I think, to be honest, the quality of football is going to start to suffer because the English leagues are going for quantity rather than quality, you know. Right, this might not be a particularly appealing fixture we've got now, but if we get through this, then we can have our local rivals in the next round. I don't think they care about the League Cup, even in the slightest. At the moment, yeah, they are playing. Some players are playing just far too many fixtures, and it is, it is having a negative impact on the national team. But it was when Birmingham beat Arsenal, and I just I didn't care. I was an Arsenal fan, and I didn't care at all. I just really? thought, okay, that's all right. Yeah, Mate, I nearly um, cried. <laughs> this is the Not Having That podcast with your host. Harry Watts. So lie down, relax, and let the sports commence. Hello and welcome to the Not Having That podcast with myself, Harry Watts. I hope you're all doing well. Uh, thank you to everyone that has shown us support so far. I've had so many messages from people saying they're really enjoying what we're doing here, so I do really appreciate that. Uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and that would be grand. This week's guest is a man I've had the pleasure of living with for three years at university. And whilst he had the worst attitude to uni work out of anyone I know, he did spend a lot of time consumed by sport, which should stand him in good stead here. This week's Not Having That Podcast guest is Alex Carmichael. Alex, how are you doing, fella? Not too bad, not mate. Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm uh, happy to have you on here. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. I know you've got quite a few opinions in sports, so uh, this should be a good one. Absolutely, mate. I'm ready for Um, it. How's lockdown treating you? Um, I don't know. I don't really feel like I can play. You know, people have got it a lot worse than me. So just dealing with it every day as it comes. You missing sport? Yes, I am. I was very excited to see the UFC be put on, uh, yeah. even with no fans. And, you know, there's a lot of talk of sport around the world being put back on at some point within the next two months. So I'm holding out hope that that does go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the opinion that you're going to be discussing today, is that one that you shared with other people in the past at all? It's an opinion I've held for probably my entire life. <laughs> uh, and I'm fairly vocal with it. I'm not sure how controversial it is. You can be the judge of that though. Yeah. Um, so do you want to go on and say what your unpopular opinion is? My opinion is that the League Cup should be scrapped and the yep. FA Cup should go through a complete reorganisation. Well, so initially, yeah, I'd say that I agree that the FA Cup is in need of some sort of boost to bring it back to a level where it's respected again, like it was, well, I know about 20 years ago, I think in the past, I know 10 to 15 years, people have started to, or certain teams have started to not take it as seriously. But yeah, scrapping the, um, scrapping the League Cup is quite drastic. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give that a 6 out of 10 on the controls you scale, just because the overall idea of... Um, uh, improving the FA Cup is something that I think a lot of people can get behind. So we'll, uh, yeah, so we'll get stuck into this then. So was there a certain moment where you realised that you thought, you know what, the League Cup is something that needs to be scrapped and the FA Cup needs to be sorted out? Do you know what? I probably couldn't pinpoint a certain moment because I don't think there's been a point in my life where I've actually cared about the League Cup. <laughs> um, but it was, I mean, I remember watching the game the 
final, the Birmingham one. Um, well, when Birmingham beat Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I admitted this to you before, but I was actually an Arsenal fan when I was a kid. Really? Up, up till about the age of 12. Um, we went through three probably. years of uni together and you never yeah, imagined that you support I, the same team as well. You used to support the same team as me. I didn't want to give you any any ammunition. It was my local club. I was a massive Henri fan. Still am, to be fair. Legend. Yeah. Um, but it was when Birmingham beat Arsenal and I just, I didn't care. I was an Arsenal fan and I didn't care at all. I just really? thought, okay, that's all right. Yeah. Mate, I um, nearly cried. <laughs> I realised my apathy for the, for the League Cup probably was cemented at that point. What was that, 15 years ago? Uh, I don't think it was that long ago. Um, no. Maybe about 10, but yeah, I remember I was absolutely gutted because I you? hadn't won a trophy in so, so long at that point. I would have taken anything. It's that was very true, very true. As ever, I'll give you the opportunity to get your point across and try and persuade me otherwise, and uh, you'll have your fair hearing. So we'll uh, see how you get on. So um, I think a good place to start would be to quickly run over the logistics of your proposal. Um, so how exactly are you shaking up the FA Cup? So I've got, there are, there are a lot of options for changing the FA Cup. Yeah. But the two major ones I've come up with are that we have to get rid of replays in the first place because replays are just congesting the fixtures. Clubs are ending up with, you know, games far too close together. It needs reorganizing um, for the big clubs and the small clubs. So the first idea I've got is that we go to a basically a bracketed tournament. So teams are seeded based on their previous year's league position. Yeah. And every single round, there are two legs to play for every team. Every yeah. team plays from the very beginning. So whoever's seeded first, whoever's seeded 128, plays each other for two legs from the very start of the FA Cup. Everybody plays all the way through it. Um, this reduces, you know, there won't be any surprise replays because you'll already have your, your fixture list ready from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, there won't be, you know, any teams playing for a replay. Mm -hmm. Also, I understand this is probably an idea that benefits the bigger clubs more than the smaller clubs, but the fact that smaller clubs will get to play the bigger clubs twice, home and away, already, means that they're going to get potential revenue from fans, etc., coming in and wanting to see, you know, Man City, Liverpool, whoever playing, whoever is the 128th team in English football. Yeah. That's the first idea. The second idea is that we completely streamline the FA Cup. So we remove all replays, potentially remove extra time, go straight to penalties, um, all the way through. So you, you keep the cup draw though, which means, okay. you know, believe it or not, smaller teams um, actually have a better chance you know, analytically with the numbers of getting through against Premier League teams and even championship sides if they only play them the once. Yeah, you know, definitely. There's, um, Premier League teams win at first attempt, teams in League One and below, 57.9% of the time. Whereas replays, the Premier League teams and championship teams, uh, that skyrockets to an 88.9% winning percentage. So just that one game, You've still got the magic and the tension of single elimination cup draws. Scrap mm. the replays. And as well as that, and more importantly than that, it reduces the fixture congestion that everybody right now is having to deal with from the Premier League all the way down to, you know, League Two. 
So yeah, I think the second proposal is certainly one that could happen. Um, I think a lot of people will be happy to get rid of replays um, and yeah, make it more streamlined. So I think what we'll do is we'll focus on the first uh, first proposal. I think it's a bit more drastic, a bit more unpopular opinion, uh, which is uh, which is what we're about here. So um, absolutely. And yeah, so obviously you're saying there'd be more fixtures uh, from the having two legs for each round. But obviously you're catering for that by getting rid of the League Cup. Do you want to talk about why you're happy to get rid of the League Cup? Yeah, obviously the two ideas kind of work hand in hand. You can't. I don't think you can change the FA Cup without doing something to the League Cup. And to be honest, the League Cup has just lost all all sense of importance. You know, if we if we ranked um, competitions for English teams in order of importance, you'd have Premier League, you know, Champions League one and two, interchange them wherever you want. FA Cup, League Cup, it's it's far far below the other three, and the FA Cup is increasingly becoming less and less important. And I think one of the ways we can fix that, you know, bring the magic of the cup back in a way, I guess, and the importance of the FA Cup is by getting rid of the domestic cup that, to be honest, doesn't matter. And I don't think a lot of people care about nearly as much. You'd much rather see your team winning the FA Cup than you would the League Cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was, um, yeah a lot more happy when Arsenal won the FA Cup than I would have been if Arsenal had won the League Cup. So yeah, I was um, certainly happy about that one. Um, with the seeded bracket um, system, it's something used in other sports, like tennis use it for a lot of their tournament. Well, I think all tournaments, they don't have a draw at all. And then you have um, like the latter stages of cricket tournaments, the Premiership in rugby has, a, has that bracket right at the end. And obviously in American sports leagues, they have bracket systems for the playoffs. Yeah. What is it about the bracket system that you like in particular? And what do you think that could bring to the English football cup system? Part of the bracket system that I loved was, was actually from, as you mentioned, the American sports leagues, um, the NFL, the NBA, MLB, which I can't admit I watch, but all of them use... Uh, a seeded tournament style, which to me is essentially popular because you're more likely to see, and I understand where I'm coming from. This is, you know, I'm favoring the big clubs here, but you're much more likely to see the best clubs playing each other at the end in games that really matter. And, you know, the tension is as high as it's going to be. The quality of the game is as high as it's going to be. I don't want to see Shrewsbury versus uh, Liverpool in a quarterfinal. That's just an example, not an example of the game they played in a quarterfinal, to be honest. It's, it's not something I'm going to tune in and watch because I know Liverpool are going to play a weakened side. Whereas the further and further you go on into the tournament, teams start playing stronger side. They have to because they have to win. You get home and away as well. So you've got a decent chance of, of winning um, with home support. But really, yeah, I, I want to see top quality competition that I really care about rather than lower level clubs. I don't want to say that it's, it's luck, but it kind of is that if they make, you know, semis, finals, even quarterfinals. Um, for, if you put yourself in the, in the position as being a fan of a lower league club, could you appreciate from their perspective how much a cup run can do for them and their confidence and their revenues, which you mentioned, and you mentioned like the magic of the cup. I think a lot of a lot of people would associate that with being clubs who are, oh no, they're 
then making it further, like Shrewsbury. So Shrewsbury going all the way to facing Liverpool in the, was it the quarterfinal round of 16, whatever it was. I think um, so, yeah. I think a lot of those fans, that's what they would say is the, the magic of the cup. So can you see from their perspective how something like this could be detrimental to them? I do, but my argument to that is where's the magic of the cup really if you know the team you're playing has other priorities and doesn't care about winning the next game. They're more interested in you know getting the youth in there, whatever it may be. Now, I understand that the two home and away leg doesn't fix that. However, financially, that was my method of, you know, trying to even out, even out the playing field for lower league sides. And, you know, I understand giant killing is, is part of the magic of the cup that we talk about. You know, when a, a lower league team defeats the Premier League team or whatever it may be, you know, you knock off Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal. I can't understand the feeling of that because I'm not a lower league supporter. Yeah. However... You know, since 2005, only two teams outside of the big six have won it. As previously mentioned, one of them was Birmingham and one of them was Swansea. Every other team has been, you know, top six, seven in the Premier League since then. It's so unlikely that you get to a final and win it. Mm. I understand maybe they're just looking for that one game, that sense of excitement. But if you're not trying to win it, what are you really there for? And your likelihood of winning it is tiny. So financially, the two legs is to try and sort that out. But I understand my solution is not favouring um, the lower league sides because I don't come from that perspective. Yeah, um, and just another point on the the lower league uh, situation. I think the the team that the lowest ranked team that made the first round of the FA Cup this year was a team called Molden and Tiptree, who are in the eighth tier of English football. So that's step four of non league. Um, how can you imagine them going up against it will be Liverpool for net well no Man City would have been for this season if there was a bracketed system I think just from my perspective I think whilst it'd be great for them to get revenues and stuff I mean they'd have their record attendance I'm sure of it and they get a good payday out of it hopefully be on TV so they get that money as well but realistically I think Man City could play there under, I don't know, 16s potentially and still be <laughs> in the eighth, the eighth tier of non, uh, eighth tier of the Football League. Yeah. So how do you think that would look? So I'm not sure it would look great on TV. No, and I understand obviously TV revenue and the quality of the game is important there. But um, what did you say they were called? Mold? Molden and Tiptree. I think Molden and Tiptree. I want to say they're near... London and es- London so or the Essex area, maybe? They would have been my 128th ranked club then, would they? Yeah, they would have, yeah. Oh, that's quite impressive, actually. I mean, as understandable as it is that, um, you know, they have absolutely no chance of, of winning, did they win their first round draw in the first place? Um, I don't think they did, no. No, so, and the very fact that, you know, when are these, did you say they were the fourth level of non-league? Fourth level of non-league, yeah. I understand that, you know, Liverpool are not going to play their strongest players because, frankly, yes, their their youth academy could beat them. But the very fact that these guys are, are going to get to play Liverpool, potentially, you know, see Jurgen Klopp standing on the sideline, when are they ever going to get to experience something like that again? Do you think they'd rather play uh, Bristol City, for example, your club, or would they rather? Oh, hang on, man. I'm going to have to stop you there. I'm a Rovers fan, mate. Sorry. Don't get that wrong. There. I know yeah. you're not a big City fan. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> would you, would you, do you think as a, I've forgotten the name again, Mulberry, Mulder, FC, Mulder would they and rather Tiptree. see 
Liverpool standing on the opposite sideline? Or would they rather see Bristol Rovers? And for them, who's going to bring in more income? It's going to be Liverpool. I think as well for them, being how low down they are once they get to the first round. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they would. I think you're ecstatic just to be in the competition at that point. Yeah, and you're right. The fact the the boost that they would get from just sharing just sharing company with, I mean, the players, I mean, it wouldn't be Liverpool's first team, but even people just wearing those kits, like if they had any of the coaches there or even Jurgen Klopp himself, I think it could give them a boost. Um, from a Premier League team's perspective or maybe like one of the higher championship uh, clubs as well, um, how do you see it directly benefiting them? You know, talking about two managers at the very, very top of the sport, Klopp and Pep have both suggested scrapping the League Cup already. Um, mm. I, I don't, I don't think that's a particularly controversial opinion. If because of that, you know, I think a lot of Premier League teams are having to deal with, especially teams in Europe, um, having to deal with so much fixture congestion that I, I don't think that they care about the League Cup even in the slightest. Um, who was it? Was it a Watford versus? Was it was it Watford Villa this year? Um, I'm not um, too sure. I remember. I remember Villa knocked out Liverpool because Liverpool had Liverpool had a really bad side up because the rest of the team were in um, were playing in the Club World Cup. Okay, this this leads to another my point. There you go. So that was uh, they had the Club World Cup game the day after that Villa game, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So that that is just completely ridiculous. And I mean, we already have a congested fixture list because compared to a league like the Bundesliga, we have two more teams, which means four more games a year. And we have two domestic cup competitions. Um, the Bundesliga, uh, the Eredivisie, you know, they get a winter break um, just after Christmas and through January. I think, to be honest, the quality of football is going to start to suffer because the English leagues are going for quantity rather than quality. You know, we Harry Kane, uh, Marcus Rashford, picked up serious injuries. Um, Guardiola himself said, you know, I feel sorry for them because they play so many fixtures. They're always going to pick up injuries. And top-level managers, you know, they want to be able to put their best side out every game, to be honest. They don't, I don't think they want to be game managing if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they want to be, you know, especially this, you know, Guardiola's, you know, and Man City, how many points behind Liverpool? He needs, he needs to be winning every single game. Um, he can't be sacrificing quality because he's got so many games to play in so many competitions. He has to worry about their fitness and injuring them. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a very fair point. Um, just to this is a counter argument to that. I think sometimes when European managers come in and like Klopp and Guardiola and say that I know the League Cup should be cancelled, it can get a bit of a backlash from your traditionalists like. English football fans have been following the game for know, 40 years or so who say they just need to embrace it. Um, what would you say to that? I understand that, you know, they both did receive backlash for what they have said in the past. And I think Klopp's been saying it for the last four years. And I think, you know, people, you know, the English press does dislike that. Um, they do consider it controversial. But I think in, because the financial benefits of playing more games, because we want to see more and more and more football and we want to see it go worldwide. I think it's 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 something hard for them to deal with. 
I mean, I can't completely understand from a from an English fan's perspective because I, as I said earlier, I I don't care about the League Cup at all. I think it's a waste of time already. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm of opinion with them. Um, but I do think if we want to see our sides being more successful and players with less injuries um, and performing at a higher level throughout the season, you know, how often do we see players start hot before the turn of the year and then January, February, March? you know, cool off because quite simply they played so many games, so many minutes, their bodies can't handle it anymore. The level they were playing at, they're not fresh anymore. They need less game time. And I think if English football wants to compete at the highest levels without sacrificing, you know, competitions potentially, which I I do think is what has to happen a lot of the time, then I think we need to reduce the fixtures, um, the amount of games they play. So I understand that you know, English traditionalists, British traditionalists of the game want to see domestic cups played, but I, th- I think they're losing importance and I think they have to adapt to the times. And if they want the FA Cup to remain a set, even semi-important fixture, I think it's time for the League Cup to go. Yeah, I think as well for, the, for those fans, I think as a bigger picture as well, if you look at the effect it could have on the national team having less fixtures, you look at the amount of times England have gone to tournaments at the end of a really congested league season and some of the players just look knackered. I think at the moment, yeah, they are play- some players are playing just far too many fixtures and it is, it is having a negative impact on the national team. So I think, yeah, while some club fans might not be happy, I think a lot of uh, a lot of followers of the well the England, England national team. I think they'll be. I think yeah, they could see the, uh, the positives yeah. from it. I think wasn't wasn't Kane suspected to be injured for the start of the Euros this year as well? If it had gone ahead, there were conflicting One reports. Yeah, yeah, um, so, some, mean, yeah. Some were saying that he was going to be injured. Some were saying he might be there just in time, but he wouldn't have been near. His been best. Race, he, wouldn't have, yeah. he wouldn't have had enough match practice to be fully sharp. Um, so yeah, I think. It'd be interesting to know what those sort of players actually think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for the national side, I I think it would absolutely do wonders for us because I think we do have one of the most congested fixture lists, you know, probably in Europe, considering the amount of games they have to play. And in terms of um, other avenues for reducing stress on players, et cetera, you know, physical toil on their bodies you can't expand the season any longer because that interrupts, you know, uh, international competitions. Um, and we don't really, I don't think we have a lot of other options that I, that I've found. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned it already that you see particularly Premier League clubs, like the, the big six, if you will, or some of the ones that are in the top half, that those are going to be the, the sorts of people and clubs that are going to benefit from this shake up. Uh, who else can you see benefiting from something like this? Because I've just I've just got written down some things that I thought could be, I know some people that would be particularly happy about. I think a lot of yep. fans that would be quite happy uh, because obviously the um, the uh, League Cup takes place on Sky, whereas the FA Cup's obviously on BBC and BT. So I think it could be a lot more accessible for some fans. And also another one as well with the bracketed system, I think teams in advance and fans as well will be able to pick out potential derby fixtures coming up so they might realise, right, this might not be a particularly appealing fixture we've got now, but if we get through this, then we can have our local rivals in the next round, which yep. I think is something that a lot of fans in particular will be um, happy about because when you go into a cup draw, sometimes you just don't know what, well, obviously you don't know what the outcome's going to be, so you don't know if you're ever going to play your rivals anytime soon. What else can you think of as being a, a positive and who benefits from the shake-up? So again, um, in terms of 
other than just the top six teams, you know, that are fighting for Europe, uh, within the Premier League, it's going to benefit, you know, the the six, five, six, maybe teams that are fighting against relegation. They're not going to have to deal with, you know, let's be honest, how often are they really considering fighting for the League Cup when they're in a relegation battle? But it was Villa, Villa this year, wasn't it, really? They were in a bit of a catch-22 when they found themselves like in the in the last four and obviously they went on to the final. They were battling, a, well, you're battling for relegation like in the league and then they've got this. So it's hard to balance. So, yeah. I, th- I think financially, as much as perhaps it, winning a cup does mean um, a lot to some fans and to the club, I think financially, you know, being relegated from the Premier League is such a big deal now. You lose out on so much revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a big parity between between teams, you know, in the middle of the championship, wage bills and revenue compared to teams anywhere in the Premier League. Um, you know, so it's it's not just the top six, it's the bottom six as well. Maybe the middle clubs in the Premier League that, you know, are not going to win, are unlikely to win, I'll say. Um, anything else other than perhaps a League Cup. But as I mentioned before, only, you know, the top six have won all but two of it, two League Cups in the last 15 years. Um, championship sides as well, I think will be benefited because they're, gonna, they're also going to be playing um, weaker teams in the majority of the time and have a bigger chance to get further, which is, you know, financially great for them and their supporters. But also, you know, they will then come up against the big clubs in the later stages. And another chance. Perhaps, yeah, exactly. You know, home and away, you're a championship team. So there's some very good championship teams. Fancy your chances playing against one of the top clubs. But it's also, you're later on in the tournament anyway. You've done a good job. Are you less likely of winning it? Because, you know, you don't get an easy run through the tournament. Yes. Um, and they're obviously, again, I think Man City have been given, what, an easy draw the last four cup draws they've had and you know Mm. part of the reason they've won it twice this removes it because you can see through a bracket and through seeding who they're going to have to go through what path because everybody's going to be of a similar strength in the same place you know the top four clubs likely similar strength of schedule in, in the cup run yeah no i agree and um as well, I think some people, particularly some cynical people, actually think that some cup draws are rigged. I mean, you look at, yeah, you mentioned yeah, Man, Man, that, City's, yeah. Man City's cup draws for the past couple of seasons. I think some, yeah, particularly cynical I mean, it's, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I think it's unlikely. But Heated yeah, balls. Yeah. It, it could be, you know. You never Let's know. Let's not dismiss it, everything else they've been up to. So, but yeah, I will... Um, I'll say as well on the um, financial aspect, I think the winner of the League Cup gets a hundred grand. And as you mentioned, the the financial disparity between the Premier League and the Championship, I think at the moment is calculated at around 170 million. So you're 100 right. hundred grand's just a drop in the bucket then really. Exactly. Like, yeah. Nothing. And um, if Man City are winning it anyway, <laughs> what does it mean? Exactly. Um, and finally, um, do you see this as a genuinely realistic proposal? Yeah, I, I think within the next five years, we could see the League Cup be maybe not. I think the idea of it being completely removed is perhaps too foreign to a lot of old heads in the game right now. Perhaps, you know, it, maybe it's changed. Maybe it's limited to clubs below the championship, below League One which is absolutely fine, you know, still benefits the lower level clubs uh, with a chance, you know, increases their chance to win it. I do 
think, you know, we've already seen the FA Cup be adapted because, you know, teams can't deal with the amount of games they're having to play in replays. I mean, there's, what is it? What's the rule now? There's no replays after the fourth round? Uh, yeah, I think, it, yeah, fourth round or quarter final, maybe. Yeah, so I, I think we're already seeing the FA Cup be streamlined. Um, I think there's a there's a, a very large chance within the, you know, the next three, four years um, we see a, a big shake-up of the domestic cups within, you know, England and English football. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see it happening. Because I was just, I was doing some uh, research beforehand and found in November 2016, they wanted to restructure the leagues, but they couldn't because the FA didn't want to move FA Cup fixtures into midweek, um, which could be a bit of a stumbling block. But again, that was what, just over three years ago. So um, you like to think that they would be adaptable in their in their plans, the FA and the people that organise the competitions. I think football is change. You know, football's going to have to change. You know, we've seen previous. You know, fifteen years ago, what we would have considered controversial. You know, the addition of VAR obviously actually still is controversial. Um, I have heard the idea being floated around that some people uh, would like the Premier League to drop down to eighteen teams. I don't think that's at all realistic, to be honest. And I think it's going to come to a point where players and managers um, might butt heads with, with owners um, and supporters in terms of there's just too much football. And I understand on the owner's point of side, you know, the revenue that, you know, TV deals, et cetera, bring in, they do not want to cut down on a lot of the fixtures because they're just bringing in more and more money. But I think, yeah, the idea that quantity over quality in terms of our football is, is, going the wrong way um, and we're just going to start losing out on you know talented players the injury etc so yeah I, I think it is probably the most realistic reorganisation of the domestic league that we could have um, although slightly controversial and you know perhaps unlikely at the minute I think there's a lot of people that we can find that probably would agree with me um, the, the League Cup is just, it's completely lost its, it lost its shine. It doesn't, it doesn't mean enough anymore in terms of what we're looking for in English football. This is the Not Having That podcast. So yeah, that was um, really interesting to, to talk about that with you. It was, um, yeah, you brought up some really good points, uh, both from a yeah, financial perspective, who it impacts, who benefits from it. Uh, yeah, it was really interesting. And as I mentioned at the start, I um whilst I agree with the notion that the FA Cup needed some it needed changing, it needed a bit of a shake up, I thought that scrapping the League Cup was a bit far fetched. Um but yeah, as I said, you made some really fantastic points. And so I'm gonna say that I've seen the light for that Get one. The f- you've done well. You've uh you've changed my opinion on it because you're right, I think just the the League Cup is so devalued. And I think that by getting rid of it and therefore improving the FA Cup and its status, I think that is something that a lot of people can get behind. And I would love for the FA Cup to be respected. Um, mm-hmm. One one final thing that I'll add, I think, which is we could probably have a whole separate episode on, would be that an idea that you got rid of the fourth place in the Premier League that would qualify you for the for the Champions League and giving that to whoever won the FA Cup. I think that is one way to really legitimize the FA Cup and make sure that teams are going to put out their best teams in, well, in the majority of the rounds to ensure that they've got a, 
a passage into the Champions League. But yeah, as I said, that's for another another day. Uh, did you enjoy yourself today, mate? Yeah, had a great time. I'm I'm glad you've seen the light as well. That makes me very happy to because I I know you love you know a bit of the domestic cups. Um, I do. Yeah, we're not on the same wavelength there, but you know, hopefully, I can convince you of some other things. I'm I'm glad you've seen the light, though, mate. Very glad. Fantastic. Well, it does mean that you can come back on a later date with another unpopular opinion. You can talk yeah. about any any sport. You can um, far away. You might have another one on football or whatever you want to talk about. So you can oh, come back at a later date. We can get far more controversial next time, mate. Just you wait. Yeah, because I only gave this one a six out of ten, but it was uh, an interesting topic. Too interesting to turn down and very topical we as go. well. So thanks for coming on, mate. I hope you. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. No worries. I'll see you later. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Not Having That podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you'd be interested in featuring on the podcast, email ryan at nothavingthatpod.com or reach us on Twitter at NHTPod with your unpopular opinion. So lie down, relax, and let the sports commence. <laughs>